0: So my dad passed away in 2015. We weren't talking and it took a month for his family to track me down. Before I ever knew he was gone, I started hearing from him in heaven. It consumed me. How is communication with the other side even possible? I left my corporate gig, studied with spiritual teachers on every coast and worked with my angels to figure out the answers today, my mission is teaching you how to raise your vibration, shift your thoughts, trust your intuition, develop your unique spiritual gifts, and connect with your loved ones and angels on the other side. Friends, when you have these tools, life really does become heaven on earth. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis, and we have something extremely, extremely special for you today. Our guest is Emmy. You know her as um, the goddess of body positivity in the 1990s when there was no one else to look up to in this arena. She was the one that I looked up to 110%. Um, they call you the first plus size supermodel. Emmy, thank you so much for being here on the show.
1: I am so happy to be here, Julie. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the beautiful intro. And I do have to say, um there is uh it's a there's a lot of road between the 90s and here we are. So it's a never a solo journey. There's a lot of people that that pull the same rope. And Peggy, Peggy Dillard came before me as an African-American model that had some curve and was in vogue and all this, but we didn't hear a lot about her back then. But I just always want to give a little, a little cred. I might've been really (laughs) outspoken. (laughs) and got some great um, accolades. But I also have to give out a shout out to our to my friend, Peggy.
0: Oh, wonderful. I love that. Thank you for that. And just thank you for being you. I don't I'm sure that you hear this all the time. um, But I know as a girl being curvy, sitting in my bedroom, I can still recall it in middle school and high school looking through in magazines, and just being crushed, right? My mom was in the beauty industry. She was a makeup artist. And so I had the magazines, I'd be looking at the magazines and nobody looked like me. Even my mom didn't look exactly like me. My sister didn't look exactly like me. And I looked to you and I felt less alone.
1: You have no idea how that actually makes me feel. I appreciate you saying that, Julie, really, yeah. truly. Great. That's, that's yeah. the point. Sharing yeah. our stories hopefully opens up a vulnerable point in the listener or the viewer so that you don't feel alone. So thank you for validating that. Of
0: course. Well, thank you for all the work that you've done. I want to explore your spiritual side because here you are, you get into this industry. Um, It's not a very spiritual industry because the spiritual side of things is, you know, Everybody is equal. Every soul is beautiful. Every soul is the same. Yes. And then here we come, and we're in, um, you know, the beauty industry. And in the nineties, it there was no, it didn't feel like there was any spiritual aspect to it at the time. How did you hold on to your spirituality? Where did that come in for you? Where do we still have to go?
1: What great questions. My background was in reporting. So I was a NBC affiliate reporter in Arizona before I got into New York City. And I grew up in the city. I grew up in Saudi Arabia. I grew up in, I I lived in many different places. So when I came back to New York City after doing the reporting, and I had a couple of jobs, and I fell into the full-figured industry, and what caught my attention was the disparity in manners, perhaps on set on the way that the models, all models were not treated fairly or equally. We were not being, we were not being paid the same. We were kind of like the second sisters basically. And it just started getting me very curious. And I thought, why not have, why are, why, why is this the Way it is, and so from my perspective, as being a, I was invited to Olympic trials for as a rower. So I have always been an Amazon. I think I came out of my mother as an Amazon. I was always, you know, jumping and leaping, and and I thought there's there's a misstep here, and I had always been religious in one way, but then I, I got more spiritual. It was more inclusive. Like the way that I saw spirituality was we have all these different airlines going to the same destination. Mm. Right. Yeah. And I always felt that I, I had friends that were Muslim. I had friends that were from different walks of life, different nationalities all the time. And I just didn't understand the The fear it, we make our decisions through fear or through love. and it just propelled me to just keep on asking why. And when I wasn't satisfied with an answer, like I would meditate or pray before I would go on to a lecture, whether it was live TV or whatever it might be. and i I really allowed allowed the work that, I was working on with the data that I was working on, but to come through a place that it wasn't just self-serving, that it was trying to just do reporting in a different way, not maybe working for one particular place, but this is how I'm, what I'm picking up. This is what I'm hearing from the field. And I think there's great spirituality in sharing each other's journeys Mm -hmm. um, in a, in a helpful way. I don't know if that's answered your question, but it's the only way that I can address it without it being non-tangible
0: totally no i totally get what you're saying um and we're trying to correct a lot of that here with like the you say different airlines all go into the same place you know we say you could use god universe source whatever term it is that you want to use we're all talking about the same thing um yes energy yeah um so here you are and you're reporter first and you get into this enter like this industry kind of out of nowhere but this to me is an angel story right like this is totally god universe source led you into this yeah well
1: Absolutely, and then from growing up in a family that dieting was paramount—that the body was the value point. uh, If you have a good career, if you're going to have a good job, if you're going to be getting paid enough, if you're going to be getting married, if you're going to have opportunities, your body had to be a certain way, and I and that fertilizer going into are the parts of your life that body, body, body. It was it was put into my my realm to address it <laughs> I had to it was complete and I was such a curious kid I didn't like injustice to other people and I sometimes got in trouble and sometimes ignored more a lot of ignoring took place um, but it never stopped me so I'm sorry what was the question yeah. <laughs>
0: No, that's okay. So, so you got into, tell us how you got into modeling because this wasn't your first position. You, it wasn't like you were like, okay, I'm a teenager and I just want to go be a model. Um, like into your lap. Interestingly
1: enough, the opportunities that come onto our doorstep or is gently knocking on our door. It's always the subtle little knock, 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 or a little subtle whisper in the ear that says, why don't you just go tomorrow and visit this agency that you just saw in an on-flight magazine when you're marketing for a real estate firm? And I was doing very well there in New York City. I was making bonuses, all that, but this little whisper on Flight Magazine, seeing a story on full-figure modeling. I never, I, I, you can't even make this up. And here I was, a size 12, 14, 5'11. I said, I don't have to lose weight to go into modeling. Huh, I have a great job as a marketing director. What do I do? The next day, I put red lipstick on. I had a, a polyester jumpsuit, white top, black bottom attached with, you know, and I went on my lunch hour and I walked in and the agent said, um, don't move. We want to work with you. And that never happens in life. And so I worked with them for about six months and realized that I wasn't getting my full pay. And I went to Ford models and I, that's, that's what happened. And as I started working a lot and listening a lot I just felt that I was in the right place at the right time. And my goodness gracious, I was everywhere. And I had my PR um, group, um, Sarah Hall Productions. They, They really, they had to fight and work so hard to get me out into mainstream because it was just like, it was wave time. It was time of the wave. And to teach the media that, there's a lot going on here, and there's a great story about opening, oh, opening up the aperture of what beauty and value meant to us as people. Period. And once that that threshold was kind of like, oh, ah, so I have to credit all these different people: my agents at William Morris at the time, and Sarah Hall, and and, and there's all these different people that got behind the message and really created aware, a wave of awareness. And then it just kept on trickling and trickling and um, thank goodness we have very loud voices. Um, Women who are absolutely bold and beautiful and diverse um, communicating their spot, their place and having one hand below them, one hand above them while they're pulling themselves up They're bringing the other women along. So I've always believed in that. Always, always, always. And I love seeing the youngins doing it.
0: (laughs) Yay. Yay. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. No, you're totally right. It takes a village to to bring awareness and to create change. Um, So talk to us a little bit about do you think – that there is spirituality within the, the beauty industry now today, and where could we even go further and bring in more?
1: Okay. Great question. Really good. Great question. Um, I believe that there is a very big push within business in general to align with B Corp. What does that mean? B Corp. Um, It's Um, Richard Branson came up with this and it's about how you're going to serve the the people that you're you're creating a business for, how your culture internally is, what sustainable um, steps are you gonna be taking um, and so on and so on and so on. On top of just being a C-Corp or being an S-Corporation, it's the added level of almost like a moral compass on what it is to be a business owner in today's world, not just taking the most and not sharing it. You know. So I think within the, the beauty industry, um, women are smarting up and not just buying any brand, uh, they're looking for clean beauty really clean so that when they put on their maquillage and their accoutrement for a little highlighter and this and that, we all love, I mean, I love makeup. It's so much fun. It's creative. It's wonderful. However, January, 2020, I woke up and it, this, this is what happens to me. I have a dream or something, or I feel it like every single part of my body. And I woke up and I have the Best makeup. I've been given makeup over the years by so many people. And of course, I get rid of mascaras and all, but I took all the conventional brands. I took two garbage bags and dumped them out. Wow. And I said, I'm going to start composting. And I did that in my other house, but in my, where I live now, I haven't been doing that. And, And one thing led to the other. And I believe that it was like, how do I meaningfully want to live. And I said, I can't do campaigns for beauty beauty companies anymore. So, this, so the spirituality of doing, feeling, and supporting was for the betterment of all of us. And it had to start with me. I had to, you know, you can't do anything. You have to put the mask on yourself first in order to help anybody else. So when I was being felt like I was being called, get just do your very best to as much as you can be as clean as possible with your makeup and share that publicly, you know, do that. So the, the beauty industry I believe is taking strides and they're really the, the consumer is aware of the power of the purse. So yes, we all have a voice. We can use it. Um, Once we start realizing how we want to live and how, what kind of products we want to support, there's a, a, there's, there has to be a part of your self-esteem that says, I count. I'm important. My money's important. Let me put my money where it really is doing a good job for all. So is spirituality in that? I believe so. There's like a golden thread that shakes in the middle of all that, that connects you to everybody. Just like meditation connects, connects deeply, energetically with others that are either meditating with you across the world or that receive um, the benefits of a meditation that's on global peace uh, for an individual.
0: Perfect. I love that. So just as a woman who wants to know, what are the best clean makeup brands these days?
1: Oh my gosh. I'm so glad, Julie, that you, and you like wearing makeup, yeah? I do, yeah, yeah. Okay, so see, I get so excited. About I don't it because- wear it
0: every day. I do like to show up sometimes without any makeup because that's just me being real. And on days where I like to have fun with it, I honor that part of myself. And on days where I'm like, just throwing my hair up and I don't have anything on and I'm just dealing with a sick kid, that's what it is. <laughs> that's
1: right. Well, hello, this is where I'm at with you. I just got back from a, a nice big hike this morning and uh, I need a cleansing hike. However... Um, And good luck with your child who's sick. I hope they feel better. Oh, no. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. okay, So a couple of the brands. Number one, um, I want to give a shout out to the Salty Girls. Salty Girl Beauty is out in Boston. They're doing a very good job with their business. Their sisters. And the reason why they developed a a clean beauty line is, and they have bath salts that smell off the hook. Everything is clean. So the sister was going through... um, breast cancer. And the other sister came to, they came together and said, she goes, I still want to look good. And I don't want to wear anything that's going to hurt my body in any way. So they developed this, this beauty line. So uh, Salty Girl Beauty. The second one is Thrive. We see Thrive pop up all the time. I would love, love to, they're, they're just wonderful people. Um, and the product is clean. There's a group called um, Beauty Counter. And I think that you have to be a member or something, but their product is good. It's very, very good. And um, Stilla, from what I understand is, and, and you know, when you go to the, the um, grocery, the uh, CVS, Burt's Bees, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that because they did go big, they went big, they got bought. I'm, I, they say that they're clean. Um, I use their their lip glosses that are like these big sticks or the little, you know, don't use petroleum anymore, ladies, please don't do that. No more. You have to, I think this is the Burt's Bees.
0: Oh, yes. perfect. It's really easy.
1: It's like a chapstick. So, you know, when you think about it, then you start looking at your water quality. And, you know, I distill my water. I grew up in Saudi Arabia. We desalinized our water. And when I started seeing that the water wasn't so great, I was like, I'll get a, I'll get a distilling machine and I distill each time I pour my water into my water vessels, I go with great abundance, with so much love. So I feel like I'm a water carrier.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I've heard great things about um, Salty Girl, Beauty, Thrive, Beauty Counter, Stella, Burt's Bees. Um oh, Bobby
1: Brown, too. Bobby, Bobby Brown, Brown just came yeah. out with uh, Jones Road.
0: Oh, so that's like, that's right. I've seen that out there. I've gotten my makeup for so long from Whole Foods, like, and I know that they were taken over by Amazon, but since I've shopped there for like 15 years to get my makeup, I can tell you that their makeup products actually haven't changed from, from what they had like 15 years ago. Yeah. Do you use use minerals? Yeah. They're mineral powder.
1: I could tell. I I like
0: it. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Um, okay, I want to ask you about this piece too, because I feel like as I was just kind of like listening to your journey, there were so many different spiritual aspects. And it starts with you're on this first photo shoot you've ever done, and you encounter this a hole of a uh photographer who makes a comment to you and as an empath, I could just feel your energy. And I was like, oh my God, it was almost hard not to cry while I was hearing that story. Cause I could just feel you going within and being like, what the fuck am I even doing here? Why am I even doing this? I'm just going to quit, but you didn't.
1: And I didn't. And you know what, this whole thing. So this photographer after two, and a half, two hours, Sitting in a director's chair. There's no other model with curlers in her hair, with eyelashes on, looking fabulous. I might say because of because of the the hair and makeup person. It was my, I was the only model for the shoot for that day. It was the first time that we were going to be doing ads in um, magazines and in a billboard for like chick jeans or something. And I was so excited. And when the photographer came in, he was he was shooting with Harper's Bazaar and vogue and l and all that so i was so so excited that this man is going to see how i work as a model and, and it would be fantastic the first time he came in he was late um and when he took a look at me up and down he goes where's the model and everyone was like they didn't say anything and he goes oh well i'm not shooting this fatty and he turned and he went out the door slammed it and I either was, I was like, oh, I should have asked him to do 20 push-ups because I could bang those out like, it, you know, in any single second and, or whatever. But I got on the phone. It, we didn't have cell phones at the time. And I got on the phone with my agency. And I was like, listen, I'm just letting you know, I, you know, I, I've been in a professional reporter. I've never, ever had anyone talk to me like this. And, you know, I dated anyway, I was like, this is just not good. And, I, and they said, you have to stay, um, wait till he comes back. And I did, and it was whatever, we shot the shot and it was done. And three years, two, two years later, in between the two years, I was shot out. I did 2020 with Deborah Roberts. She kind of exposed what was going on in in the industry. And walking along Madison Avenue was amazing. Deborah Roberts was fantastic with ABC. And then People Magazine put me into 50 Most Beautiful People. And that shot me and the story and the why not kind of concept. Why can't we have more beauty than just the, the, the waif look that so many millions of women are hurting themselves to be that. And even the women that are that they're trying to kill themselves to stay that way. And whoa, our bodies are our bodies. They come diversified as, you know, when I saw him two and a half years later, and it was just an interesting happenstance down in Miami, I was waiting for my RV to go with my German clients and um, I brought out a phone from the hotel. And when I brought the, the, the phone to him, he was cleaned up. He looked really healthy. He did not look very healthy before. He looked like he had just crawling out of a, a, like a, a hole in the wall. And he looked at me before I said anything. He goes, Emmy, we've got to work together. And I'm telling you, my head was going, oh, what? <laughs> and I said, well, I do have to say that we have worked together. We have worked together in the past. And I want to thank you. Because of you, I'm doing quite well. And he goes, well, we've got to work again. This would be great. And I'm thinking in my head, does he even remember? Or does, is he trying to be funny like he doesn't? So I say to kids, bullies are going to be bullies because of their background, because of their beliefs. He was probably very afraid that anyone would see the film of a woman that's a size 12 on his film that he's normally shooting girls that are size zero and two. There could be a black mark against his uh, career. Who knows? And I said, it's never about you when a bully comes after you. So, It's the truth. It's really, really the truth. So when this takes place in people's lives, deep breaths, lots of practice. Yes, you can get upset, but just please let it roll off your back because that was a a graceful moment where I, I didn't reveal all that went on, but just appreciated, thanked him. I couldn't believe I thanked him. That was not me. (laughs) That came through. That's just just true grace. True (laughs) grace. But it really impacted how I was to look at the industry and anyone that didn't believe in universal care, like being taking good care of oneself and not trying to turn yourself into something that you're not or like your neighbor or your best friend to just honor them and to find the friends that are not going to be putting down other people, to going and exposing yourself to some type of media or books or movies or people or whatever that that have an inclusive feeling. Um, it took little adjustments too with friendships, letting things go and feeling whole.
0: So let's go deeper into this because I've heard you talk about before, like in different interviews, that as you kind of endured this criticism within the industry um, and you're paving this way as a trailblazer for change, you had to find forgiveness. And I want to understand what that meant to you, what that felt like to you, and like really how you came to that.
1: To not take things personally is a real gift and it takes a lot of practice. If your heart is leading you in a direction and you feel so good about the journey and you'll have someone trying to trip you, make fun of you, put you down in front of your face, it's only revealing their fear. So as long as you can just be firm with and I guess it's hard to be really loving to people when they're really not nice and actually trying to be very mean and you know, but I think that size and word fat and shame and guilt are used as like missiles to to put a fortress up and don't get too close with me because I don't want to talk about it. And so <laughs> I was like, I've got to talk about it. But there's too many women and men and kids when I was out being a spokesperson, whether it was internationally, down south, in Canada, down in Australia, forget it. I mean, loud, beautiful voices. And um, our country in America, I mean, it was just mostly like, Let's not talk about the stuff that that hurts or that I'm feeling so badly about. And I just could not stop sharing because the more that I was sharing, the more I was healing myself. And the, and then I realized that through my opening up, my Q and A sessions after any appearance would go on. And my the clients that I would have were like, "What is happening here?" And like it's happening. Just whatever it is, it's happening. And, you know, I would not stand for anyone saying mean things about another person if they had the mic. And then we, I would turn it around or I'd be on an interview um, with some very interesting, questionable characters who are hosts <laughs> and trying to get my goat. And I would take over the conversation and I would just go high. I wouldn't go low. And I started getting really excited that no matter what was being put to my, you know, at my feet to deal with and to talk about, I just kept it very simple and talk to our hearts. That's it.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. When were you a reporter? When did that come out? Did you do that at all in high school or did that, was that after like um, school?
1: Well, I went into uh, Syracuse University and I took all these classes at Newhouse. I I wanted to be, you know, a uh, Gail Gardner was a big female reporter at ESPN. And I just was like, oh, I cannot wait to be a sports reporter. I'm such a job. And then um, I realized that I had to, as the a ju- you know a junior reporter in sports, you have to log in golf and you have to log in baseball, and you would find me on the editing deck like sleeping because I get so bored. And I go, I'm not going to be you know a sports reporter. I can't believe this. And then uh, <laughs> I took a one way ticket out to LA, and I worked as a NBC page out there for a while, and then I got to work in the NBC News um, area for as a page and got ignited. I knew I wanted to um, do work through the vehicle, not print, but through the vehicle of TV, um, talking about the stories that connected us and the stories that really had people stand out. And, but when I went and worked in Arizona at the NBC affiliate, I, um, I realized I couldn't sleep. Even with the small little town that I was working in, it, I got affected because I'm very sensitive. And I didn't realize that. And I also saw that my life, if I was going to come back to New York or to LA, I would have to go about seven steps in and going into larger and larger markets. And I just thought, no, I don't think that's for me. But TV is definitely a medium I feel comfortable in and on. I'm highly dyslexic. So taking down lines for acting, I've done it, but please don't ever ask me to do that. (laughs) Live TV, when I do. You know, when I do a lot of research and I can walk into a conversation on live TV and really be able to hold it and push that one or two or three points that we have that we really want to be able to ask, have the audience go, oh, I never knew that. Or, oh, let me look into that. That's always the motivation when I do go on air for report for any kind of, because I have that background. I'm not afraid of any, you know, when you go on red carpet, you'll have crazy people, reporters trying to get you to (laughs) say something crazy, you know, and and, uh, you just take a deep breath. Like, okay, what do you want to say? What do you want to ask?
0: Yeah. Well, it's so fascinating because I work with so many different people and a lot of people will say, "Um, I just feel like I've wasted my time. Like I did this in my career and then I did this in my career and then I did this in my career and now I want to go into this. And I say, no, look at this, like all these different pieces built upon one another um, in order to bring you where you're at. And I'm wondering if you felt the same way.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Without a question. And and I do a lot of pro bono work. So when I talk to kids, I'm like, don't even think that you should have a straight line here. That's not an interesting life. It's going to jig, it's going to jag, it's going to jig, it's going (laughs) to jag. And you're going to think that you're going through like the craziest time. But everything counts. Scoop up everything. Learn from what you expose yourself to. Forget about the shame and the guilt and failure is necessary for success. Failure has gotten a really bad rap. Failure, failure, failure allows you to see what works, what feels right, what doesn't feel right, because it really has to do, this whole life is about how we feel,
0: So let's talk about this a little bit, because when we first hopped on, you were like, Julie, I think this is the year of the body. Tell me what you think about that or why you think that. 2022
1: is the year of the body. It is finally the year that we're done feeling poorly about our body. We are done hurting our body. We are done starving it, overstuffing it, denying it movement, denying it love denying it joy, denying it as a best friend. 2022 is the year of the body because it is so. It's time to get connected to the most incredible vehicle for joy and peace. And if we were to tune in, tap in and turn on to all that beautiful protective stuff that we get when we get born into this world, we, when we listen, we'll turn and realize when we hear, when we feel, ooh, turn right now or get out of here. Our bodies give us a little, they're like a honing device. So when we're meeting someone for the first time, if you allow your body to open up and feel if the other person is genuine, true, and right, no matter what they're saying. Because that can get confusing. Someone could be so sweet, so nice and all that, but then they're really on a different journey than you. Um, You could really get that symbiotic kind of energy feel from the world around you if you would get back into relationship with this unconditional vehicle that gives us life. And, you know, could you imagine if our bodies were like, girlfriend, you've not been nice to me. <laughs> I am not going to pump any more blood for you today. How do you like that? <laughs> and, well, wow. you're coming out with the body, you know, going, hey, no, mm-mm, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to help you with that. Nope. You want to go on that 10 mile hike? I'm just going to give you a couple feet and that's it.
0: Well, that's never something I've thought about before. The body, our bodies have forgiven our egoic minds and our thoughts time and time again, unconditionally, just like God's love.
1: Keeps on ticking. Yes. Wow. Keeps on ticking. Keeps on showing up. Keeps on doing its best to ensure that we stay alive. No matter what we do, how we talk to it and how we we come into this life day after day. I, I think that we're we're tired with doing this this self-flagellation. I think it's 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 time to just celebrate and accept the ver- variety whether we're larger or smaller and everything in between because we've got to start somewhere to repair what we have allowed to happen, whether it's the messaging that we've been receiving, whether it's the messaging we've been giving ourselves, whether it's the boundaries we didn't put in place with the loved ones in our life, whatever it is, it's time for the for us to support the body and not look at walking as a, a form of burning calories, but walking to free ourselves and allow the blood to pump and to get all the nutrients around ourselves, forget about all this stress over diets. And please, we've got to seriously swipe the, the, the plate clean um, and, and believe that the body knows how to perform really, really well if we just listen to it. Yeah. Hydration, mm-hmm. sleep, eating well, thinking well. I mean, it's very simple, but a lot of companies have gotten on our backs and are taking a nice little ride on the Cape on the back of our backs by making us feel less than if we don't take X, Y, Z, we got to wake up and stand up for the body and say, girlfriend or guy, you know, what, what is it that you need today? Do you need quiet? Do you need peace every day? Do you need a walk every day? Just like a dog. You wouldn't keep a dog inside for two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months, a year. You would never. It would be inhumane. So you'll see me like a crazy woman doing play, sweat, wind, happily jumping in the snow for snowshoeing. Anybody that can come and and join me. I'm 58, going to be 59 in June. And I have so much energy and joy for the act of just being alive. Come and let's play. Let's go have fun. And you're going to see me having a good time around a big dinner table, breaking bread with friends, talking, enjoying. We are not going to be talking about calorie counting. Yeah. You got to believe it. No way.
0: I love it. I love it. I've, um, I love that word play. And as this episode comes out, it's right before summer. And I think that we should all remember this. This is the year of the body. And I think this should be the summer of play.
1: Mm. When I coach my VIP um, CEOs and C-suite guys and gals, the, a very big question at the very beginning of our session is, what's your plan for play And I let the the silence take over. And more times than not, I'm I'm told I haven't played in a very long time. And I don't understand why I'm paying you this kind of money for you to ask me (laughs) what kind of play am I doing? Like, okay, let's get beyond the money. I'm very happy that you're paying me well. What's your plan for play? I'm relentless because without someone who's leading anything, without play, you're not enjoying your life. And usually the people that are working with you are not gonna be enjoying it as much as they could enjoy it if they were um, encouraged to play. You have to have a part of that child still live vibrantly and and an important way in your life to, um, to get the most of it. It's a very short life that we have and we're supposed to experience all these things experience experience and for trying to play it safe i think we've forgotten why why we're here yeah. yeah
0: yeah oh i love that emmy you're amazing where can people find you i know you've got books online you've got a website where do you want people to go and find you and we'll put it in the show notes
1: wonderful um, the official emmy is my instagram account and um emmystyle.com is my Website that you can jump on and just check things out. Um, my coaching is going to be over there too, and I'm in the process of launching the True Beauty Foundation. So that site's going to be coming up, and if we're going to be airing this later, that's that's going to be fun. Um, True Beauty Foundation is going to work hand in hand with um, youth and mental wellness, and we're going to be talking about a lot of these things that we're talking about. And when you deal with youth, you deal with educational system, political system, medical system, grandparents, parents, young adults, educators, the whole line. So I am, that's where I'm going. Yeah.
0: Oh, you're such a beautiful radiant soul in this world. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I admire you so much. And I just thank you so much for taking time to be here.
1: Julie, thank you so much for having me on. It's been such a treat. Thank you.
0: Beautiful souls, I just want us to take a moment and pray together. I want you to start by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And I just want you to feel your crown chakra opening at the top of your head. I want you to feel God's loving oneness energy pouring like a waterfall of love into your entire body, surrounding your auric field, filling every molecule of space within you, surrounding you. And I want you to feel that you are so filled to the brim with oneness energy That it begins to radiate out like the rays of energy that radiate out from the sun. And friends, what I want to do this month is every time you come to the podcast, I want us just to pray together. The reason we pray, we have shown it scientifically, it does make a difference. When you pray, they have shown scientifically that it does something within another person's energy field. That person might not know that they are being prayed for, but something is happening energetically. So let's come together right now, today, and just pray. Ah uh, Danny, if you could take that over again. So let's just come together today and pray. There's a lot happening in the world right now, and this is not about letting fear consume you. This is about taking your energy and directing it the way you want it to go. And so we're going to use our intention today. We're going to use the love that God has just poured into us today to radiate that love out, radiate our intent, prayers, ask God to surround angels with the people on earth who need it. And in particular today, we're going to ask that God surround with angels, the people of Ukraine, to provide the people of Ukraine with angels that give them strength, that give them hope, that give them divine wisdom. Friends, this isn't a political thing whatsoever. This is a human thing. This is a collective consciousness thing and what we're doing today is bringing more love into this world so I want you to just take a moment to pray with me dear God universe source we know that there are babies that Should be in a NICU right now, special needs children who should be in an ICU hospital right now, who are not able to because of the conflict that is happening in Ukraine. And God, we ask you to protect those children, to heal those children, to surround those children with the angels that they need to give them everything to become fully 110% healthy. God, universe source, we pray for the mothers who are pregnant right now, who are fear-filled of how they're going to give birth, where they're going to give birth. We ask you to put their hearts, their minds at ease and create a safe place for them to bear children into this world. God, we pray for the displaced families the children who are unsure of what's going on, who have fear in their hearts. We pray for those children to be surrounded by angels of comfort, angels of love, who fill them up so that they know they're not alone and they feel a semblance of safety, of security, We also pray for those displaced families, those who are left behind, those who are still fighting. God, we ask you to give them courage. We ask you to give them strength. We ask you to fill them with every single thing that it is that they need to get through this time in their life. God, Universe Source, we ask you to provide everyone in Ukraine with angels to surround them. God, Universe Source, we also pray for those who have lost somebody in this conflict that you help bring healing to the hearts of those who are left behind. And, friends, I just want you to take a moment to add in your own prayer right here, right now. Friends, your angels ask you to hold a vision of future Earth, and that is one filled with peace, with love, where there is all peace on Earth. And if your egoic mind comes in, gets in the way and says, that's not possible, Julie, it is. We all have to hold that vision within our minds right now. So start by holding it within yours, by seeing all of earth as peace filled, as loving towards one another. Your angels say that now more than ever, it's so important for you to do your own work on yourself because when you're spiritually healthy individually, it leads to us being spiritually healthy as a collective. So doing the work on yourself individually lends itself to peace within all. When you have peace within you, we can have peace Within the collective. So, friends, please know that your angels do not want you to be fear filled. They want you to, anytime your egoic mind brings in fear, use your intention, use your ability to pray. There is no wrong way to pray, to pray for people you care about, even if you don't know them use this opportunity to look at your own life and the lessons that god universe source your angels are trying to bring into you right now on how to bring more peace into your life so that as you create a more peace-filled world for yourself we can come into a more peace-filled collective as a whole Friends, I want you to see one more time, peace on earth, peace within yourself, peace within your own life. I want you to send that energy that you are filled with, that oneness energy, out to the world, out to the people of Ukraine, out to everyone on this planet who needs it. Remember, it's not coming from you. It's coming through you from God, universe, source if you allow it to, that oneness energy is an unlimited source that will flow through you to everybody who needs it here on earth. Friends, thank you for coming together. Thank you for praying with me. Thank you for sending love out into the universe. Every single time your egoic mind tries to bring you back into a fear state, I just want you to stop. For 30 seconds call in your angels and just pray just feel that oneness automatically radiating within your body and just send it out into the world to those who need it friends I love you spirit loves you your angels your loved ones on the other side they are looking out for you they're with you right here right now open up your heart to miracles, to blessings, to this vision of peace filling this world. Bye friends.